Welcome to the Lost Tapes of History podcast. You're about to eavesdrop on the first 10 minutes of a private conversation between a Tudor personality and, frankly, someone just trying to do their job. The date is August 1541. Catherine and King Henry VIII have arrived at Pontefract Castle on their progress of the north. Catherine is interrupted by a cleaner in her royal apartments, but soon finds use for her. I'm so sorry, Your Majesty. Oh! I didn't know anyone was in here. I'll come back. You're new, are you? Yes, ma'am. It's my first day. And what do you do? I'm a cleaner, ma'am. Are you now? Yes. I'm here to sweep up the reeds and rushes from the floor before they lay the new ones down. Do they really need doing right now? They look clean enough. They'd be a lot cleaner if people didn't pee all over them. Have you ever worked in a great house before? No, ma'am. I can sense that. Ma'am? When I was young, my brother Henry and I lived as wards of the Dowager Duchess of Norfolk. Made you clean, did she? No! But do you know what she taught us? How to get bloodstains off an axe? She taught us that if a servant comes across us in the course of their duties, that they were supposed to back away discreetly. I see. Would you like me to back up now, ma'am? Too late now. It was also impolite to sigh, cough or breathe too loudly in our presence. Sounds a bit high maintenance to me. One servant was made to repeat about 100 times till it was perfect. A hundred times? The poor man was in a rush. To get another job, presumably. He admitted his first attempt to bow had been made on a running leg and therefore was substandard. Something tells me I won't be going for a position in that house any time soon. I don't think you'd even get an interview. If that's all, ma'am, I'll just... Tell me, are you trustworthy? Well, I haven't nicked anything yet, if that's what you're asking. Can you be trusted to keep your eyes open and your mouth shut about what goes on in this house? Not sure what you mean, ma'am. How would you like to do some work for me? On the side. Cleaning work? No. I need a new messenger. Someone that can take messages for me to external persons. Like a postman? If you like. I will pay you handsomely. What kind of messages? Little gifts, tokens, sealed notes, that kind of thing. Why me? I find maids to be more trustworthy and discreet. You've not met my cousin Barbara, then. Blabbermouth Barbara, we call her. (laughs) When I was 13, I had a maid called Dorothy, who used to carry tokens and gifts on my behalf. Who to? My music teacher, Henry Mannix. Every girl loves a musician. I've got a thing for drummers. Oh, well, you understand, then. Understand what? The Dowager discovered us kissing in an alcove one afternoon. Oh. Dorothy bowed to pressure. Did she? Admitted that she'd been carrying messages between us. No one likes a snitch. Well, Henry wasn't much better in the end. Oh, really? 
boasted that he'd take my virginity. That's men for you. That put me off him, so I ended it. Bet he's kicking himself now. So, will you do it? Isn't this more a job for a secretary? You would think, wouldn't you? I would. Have you seen my gif? I could have sworn I'd left it in here earlier. When I came of age, I was given servants of my own, including a personal secretary called Joan Ackworth. We shared a bedroom. That's personal, all right. She was more of a companion. Anyway, it was through Joan that I met Francis Deerham, my grandmother's secretary. Oh, because they're both secretaries? That, and the fact he was notching his bedpost with her. Whoa! And several of the other female servants. I knew I should have become a secretary instead of a cleaner. We hardly get any action in that department. Are you listening? It's not very romantic when someone tries to get amorous when you're up to your elbows in dirty water. Anyway, one night I snuck into the dowager's room and stole the key to the maiden's chamber. What? Had a copy made and then unlocked it at night so visitors could attend our parties. Midnight feasts, were they? Honestly, you couldn't eat your dinner off anything in here. Filthy. One of the dowager's maids, Marjorie, spied on us. Uh-huh. And saw Francis removing my clothes while we were lying on my bed. Sounds like some serious notching to me. So are these reeds? All the servants knew what was going on. The grooms, the chamberers. They were all carrying messages and gifts between us. And you were how old? Fifteen, sixteen... I had to get a new laundry woman in because the sheets needed cleaning more often and I thought it would avoid suspicion. You should have spoken to my brother-in-law, Bob. He's got a big commercial laundry. Could have done you a deal. Good to know, thank you. And what happened to Francis? I lost interest in him, to his frustration. Couldn't take no for an answer, huh? He kept saying he wanted to marry me. Then my father died. Heart attack? When he found out what you were up to? My uncle Norfolk sent word that I would be joining the court as a maid of honour. Never has a job title been less apt. And as a maid of honour to Anne of Cleves, I met the king. And now you're his wife. That's a hell of a promotion. Is that kind of thing open to me? I need people I can trust. Yeah, sounds like it. Anne Boleyn, my cousin, needed very trustworthy maids in the end. They were questioned over her lovers. I can't see the king doing that again. I'm very happy as the king's wife. There are only a few hardships. Like what? I have to make do without my own confectioner or a wafery. A wafery? It's a special department that makes biscuits. I woke up in the same clothes I've worn for the last ten days. I wondered what that smell was. Is that the time? I'd better be... No, wait. You're the woman for the job, I just know it. But you have a huge entourage of your own. Surely one of them can help you. Yes, I have 34, but... Did you say 34? <sighs> Six great ladies, four ladies, four gentlewomen of the Queen's Privy Chamber. Okay. I don't need the full list. Nine ladies of exalted rank, five maids of honour, a mother of the maids who watches over the maids of honour on my behalf, and four or five chamberers. Fine. Thanks for that. But they're all gossips, and people are watching all the time. Are they? Servants are encouraged to report people that break the rules to the vice-chamberlain. 
Good to know. I'll put that silver goblet back where I found it then. And people that used to be in my service are constantly asking me for favours in return for their silence. Well, that's called blackmail. Do you know who Thomas Culpepper is? He's one of the King's gentlemen of the Privy Chamber, isn't he? Yes. He's wearing a lovely velvet cap at the moment. I bought him that. I told him to keep it under his cloak. Didn't listen then. When I gave it to him, he said, Why weren't you like this when you were single? And what did you say? I said, If this is the thanks I get for the cap, and I had known this is what you'd say, I would never have given it to you. You tell him, love. Anyway, this floor's not going to clean itself, so... He was dreadfully ill recently, though. Was he? I sent my page boy over with dinner for him. I mean, it's not classic infidelity, but it does give you the wrong impression if you're not doing it with other ill people. It helps that he's a privy chamber gentleman. Why's that? Because they're permitted to socialise with me and my ladies in my apartments. Who has the time? When they're off duty during the day. It's the evening I'm worried about. Do you happen to have any bleach round here? Lady Roachford arranges for us to meet in the Queen's lavatory. I've heard of more romantic locations, to be honest. Oh, it's a large enough room. Lady Roachford dozes in the corner. Poor woman. We talk until two or three in the morning. He loves me and I love him. Tiny point. Small thing, really. You're married? Yes. To the King of England? Yes. Who isn't known for being the most patient and understanding of husbands. But he won't be alive forever. And now you're adding treason to infidelity. But everyone's doing it. One of my maids, Dorothy Bray, is having a relationship with a married man. Aren't you supposed to be acting as a guardian to your maid's reputations? I am. Surely a servant's action reflects on their mistress. What do you mean? If you can't control the morals of your staff, people will think that you can't control your own. Oh. I mean, quite rightly as it turns out. But I'm just saying. Few things in my life cause me greater stress than the fear that I might have made a mistake in public. And in private, hopefully. I don't know what's the matter with me. I'm jumpy and tired all the time. Are you? I keep snapping at everyone and my orders are confused. It's called lack of sleep. My own sister, Isabella, one of my privy chamber staff, has been stopped from entering my bedchamber. Uh-huh. It's part of her job, but I can't have her keep coming and going. And don't tell me. The chambers are being dragged around the back stairwells to spend half the night waiting in the alcoves. Ah, I see you refer to Mistress Morton and Mistress Lufkin. Not really. Just a guess. They were on the end of my sharp tongue when I thought they were spying on me. And were they? No. So paranoid as well? I have every right to be. Do you know who has turned up unexpectedly at Pontefract? An executioner? Francis Deerham. Oh dear. My focus is on my beloved Culpepper, not him. He comes to my rooms most evenings while we are here. How does he manage that, with his job? He leaves me to help the king undress for the night. Sounds like a lot of undressing goes on his to-do list. Then he comes back to me once he's asked a colleague to sleep in the king's bedchamber on his behalf. This is all sounding quite dangerous. Lady Roachford ensures that certain doors are left open. Does she? I need to send Culpepper this note. 
As ye find the door, so to come. If the door is open, come and find me. Oh, you literally mean the doors? What did you think I meant? I thought it was a euphemism of some kind. No, the actual doors. You've ended it. Yours as long as life endures. Yes. If this note ever got in the wrong hands, it would be curtains for you as well as for me. There's no need to be anxious. There's every need to be anxious. I'd want danger money to do this. And a fake name, just to be sure. You won't need all that. He'll never find out. I'm surprised you aren't worried that the king will find out about Mannox and Derham. Premarital sex isn't a crime. It is the way some people do it. It doesn't carry the death penalty. And the postmarital sex? That does carry the death penalty. We would all lose our lives. When you say all... Myself, Culpepper and whoever helped us. I may only be a cleaner love, but I'm not an idiot. Next time, it's King James V of Scotland and the Armourer. Is that a lance in your pocket? The Lost Texts of History podcast is a Since 79 production. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to get more episodes. To fact check what you've heard on this person, visit our website, losttextofhistory.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at Since79P and use the hashtag Lost Texts of History. 